Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I sit down with Alexandra Matusi, founder and designer of Ami Paris. Alexandra recently announced that he'll be hosting a physical fashion show at Paris Fashion Week this season. I wanted to ask him about Fashion Month's relevance and what processes he's come to rethink in the last six months. Welcome, Alexandra. Welcome. Hello, Jill. How are you? How are you? Tell me where you are. What's happening? I'm in Paris. It's Friday afternoon here, and uh, I'm in, in, in my offices. And uh, today has been a fun day because we shot the, the team with the new collection. So it was a funny day for everyone. Amazing. What collection were you shooting today? It was a, it's actually the fall winter collection, the one which is in store right now. So yes, the collection, we presented it like a few months ago, nine months ago during the menswear fashion week in January. So it was fun to see it again and uh, to see it on the real people, you know what I mean? So it was yes. fun. You were shooting on your team, right? I love this, this trend that's happening. <laughs> yeah, no, but because, you know, it was just... Because, you know, we're all working very, very hard on everything. And sometimes it's fun to, 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 you know, to be part of all the process and they, they work on the process from the beginning. So it's just a kind of, you know, trying to pay a tribute to everyone and to just, you know, it's a kind of, yeah, it's like a sharing that together. It's a, because we normally always shot on models and during, you know, special occasions. But to have this, to do this today in the office with the team was a, was very, very fun. So I can't wait to share the pictures with all you, all of you guys. Amazing. So is this for a lookbook? Is this for social media content? Social media, yes. It's going to be on Instagram. Yeah. And yeah, we're going to share this with everyone. And for them, it's a good souvenir too. You know, they're going to have a great memory of this day. We're going to print all the pictures for everyone. We're going to make like a wall of fame in the offices. That's going to be fun. And we're going to try so to fun. do that every season. So, so yeah, that's a, I I think this is a good idea. Definitely. How long have you been going to the office? This has been a few weeks now, a few months. We've been, actually, you know, when we've been locked down uh, mid of March for us in France, um, everybody has to leave very, very quickly. It was like, like an earthquake, you know, everybody has yeah. to go back home, take their things here in the offices. So it was a little bit dramatic, to be honest. This day I was here with my... Uh, partner, associate, and we were, you know, trying to figure out what's going to happen after. And everybody, I felt like it was Titanic, you know, like everybody left and we were just like, you know, still going to the music, <laughs> playing at the music and, and seeing the, you know, the boat uh, seeking. But yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a very strange period, but actually, um, because I'm the president of the company, I was able to, to come to work here alone by myself. So um, I worked every day since, and it has been a very strange and, and, and actually a very, yeah, very creative period for myself. Nice. I was going to ask if it was business as usual. Tell me about some of those obstacles. What, did, what were you used to doing that you were um, no longer able to do? Hurdles, uh, supply chain. What was the biggest challenge? First, as a manager, you know, as, as the president of, of, of like, the company, I had to, I had to, to protect my, my, my employees first, you know, to take care of everyone, to, to assure them to, yeah, because we didn't actually know, like, we, you know, we just try to, 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 to figure out how things are, will, will, will advance in, in, in the days. And, and in the same times, we still be very connected all together. So we did a lots of Zoom conferences. Actually, we, 
we worked very, very hard during this period because we have to, yeah, have to adapt ourselves for the business and for the collection creation process and, and everything. And uh, actually, I don't know if I have changed so many things yet. I think I don't have so many... It's too early to, to, yeah. to, to say it, but for sure it's going to change something. We already decided to slow down a little bit the number of collections. We used to do six. We are now going to just do four, actually. Okay. Uh, and we try to be more focused because I think this is um, a period that um, helped us to understand how, yeah, life is fragile and maybe how we're going to, we may be running too fast sometimes and to take a pause and to take time for us, for everyone, for the people who care. And um, yeah, I, I actually, I, I have to say, I, I, I really like this, this time because uh, I really liked it because I, I can, for myself, huh, because I can just stop for myself. But uh, um, I think it's, uh, this break was amazing because you never had the chance to have a break like this for so much a, a long period of time, you know. Right. Normally we do, we go for two weeks in vacation, but then you have to go back to work. Like we stay two, two months in a, you know, alone in our places. So it was very, yeah, very special. Yes, inspiring. That's interesting. Tell me about these four collections. Will they be released according to the fashion calendar? Will they be the size that they used to be? Um, actually, you know, because when we, we, the last collection we showed was in January, it was a fall winter collection. And normally after the show, we directly skip into the new collection. So this is what we've done. We starting just right after the show doing the new collection. But after the lockdown, we said, but yes, we, we're not going to present anything in April. Normally we present a pre-collection at this period. So we stopped it. And we start to work again on this idea of the spring-summer collection. Normally, we show this collection during the menswear fashion week in June. But because the fashion shows has been cancelled, we didn't show anything. But we still presented a showroom, a virtual showroom. Yeah. And actually, we sold this collection because it was really hard to do because, you know, everybody was at home. The suppliers and the factories were working at home too. So... It has been a much more longer process to put everything together. And um, and it's a miracle. The collection happened and it arrived uh, beginning of July. Done. Beautiful. I really love this collection because it has been made in such a strange uh, moment. And that's why I appreciate a lot this collection. And we sold it through, again, phones and Zoom and virtual meetings with the uh, customers with our partners in the all around the world and when we started to imagine maybe we could jump into the women's wear fashion week when it was not uh, really sure that it's going to happen but then okay. when they said it's going to happen we say we would love to to be there and actually we'll be there and we're going to show the collection the men's and the women's collection the 3rd of october in paris and Stop. I'm super excited by that. That's exciting. Yes. So what will that uh, runway show look like compared to last season? Mm, less guests, for sure, because, you know, you can't travel. Um, English people can't travel 
Japanese, Korea, Asia, even Italy, Spain, they can't travel. So that's going to be like a kind of very French, Parisian, local fashion week, I think. Yep. But um, in the same time, you know, because of the social media and Instagram and Twitter and everything, we we will share this collection with everyone around the world. So it's not going to change so much, but the guest who's going to be there they're going to be like 100, maybe 150 compared to the 900 or 1,000 guests we have normally in a fashion show. Yes. Are those... That's going, um, to be very, that's going to be very intimate, yes. Yes. Are, they, are those rules being set by Paris Fashion Week? I know New York yes. Fashion Week, the limit is 50 and outdoors. So any other rules that you had to follow? Uh, 150 people maximum. Uh, it's going to be outdoor, but I think you can show inside too, but... Uh, yeah. we, we decided to show outdoor because I think this is a, this is great to show outdoor in Paris because the city is fantastic and there is like a beautiful location there. So I'm very happy to show it, uh, yes, outdoor. I hope it's gonna, it's not gonna rain. So we cross <laughs> fingers and we start to burn some candles everywhere to give us, to, you know, <laughs> a chance and luck. And, um, we have to, you know, the masks for sure, uh, the, the hydroalcoholic gel. And uh, yeah, we, we, the distance between every people is going to be 150 meters. So no, that's going to be like we, we put a, a, a strong security on the, on the next show for sure. Yes. Tell me about the decision to do a show. Like you said, uh, you have a global stage when you're uh, on social media or on a digital platform uh, to go through um, the expense, the time, the model to do to do it all in the traditional way for 150 people. Why is that worth it to you? Because, you know, I feel like, first of all, uh, I, I really love my job. I'm very passionate about doing clothes, but I also do this job for nine years now. Because of the show. The show is a magical moment. It's a rendezvous which is not replaceable. I can say because there is the magic, you know, when you, the show is about to start, when people start to be silent, when the music starts, the light starts, and the first model came in, comes in, in, in the catwalk. So everything is so electric and special. The energy and the emotion that comes from that are, for me, irreplaceable. And... Yeah. For the team as well, you know, I used to be a, a classic dancer when I was a kid. And I feel like, you know, I don't know the word in English, but there is, you know, the, the end of year party, you know, you, we, we worked on a show during all the year as kids, you know, that a group of kids working on something. And, and at the end yeah. of June, you invite your parents, your families, everyone wants to see what you the have prepared for months. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And for me, the fashion show, and actually I leave this moment like that. I like that because this is a teamwork. This is the family, the friends, everybody was supporting you for months. The suppliers, the partners, the fabric, uh, everyone who's doing the collection. It's a lot of people. And I think this is a kind of reward. This is a, a kind of ceremony that, that I, uh, yeah, it's kind of spiritual in a way. And, and because we, we have been tempted to replace it in June by a digital content and something, but Digital can come after, you know, you can create something after. But the moment of a fashion show is definitely, yeah, unique. Yes. Is any, anything going to be available to shop immediately? Have you bought into that see now, buy now model? No, no. I, I, I'm maybe one piece because we are working on a little something graphic thing that it's easy to produce quickly to, 
to 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 make it happen in a, in a very short time uh, short amount of time but i do believe you know i feel like this crisis learned, taught me actually for myself taught me that we have to bring back the idea of time you know yeah it takes time to 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 create a collection it it takes time to produce a piece of fabric it takes time to produce a collection and to deliver it at the right moment you know and i feel Every everything went so fast these last past years, and I think people don't need at the end to have you know the thing right now. You can wait for it, you know. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not a cooker. You know, I don't cook myself, <laughs> but um, I like the idea when you are invited by your friends for a Sunday lunch, and when they are preparing the you know the lunch for for hours and arrive a time when you go to the to sit to the ta- at the table and and you, there is the degustation you you take time to to eat and to smell the food and to taste it and i think there is, there is a pleasure in the yeah in the passions i don't know the word but yeah to be yeah. passionate yeah yeah i could see that are we going to see more casual styles are you is there uh, a move to maybe is it will there be a sweatpant in the min- in the mix <laughs> Actually, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I mean, always been like, you know, a mix between a very classic, sophisticated silhouette with something more streetwear and casual. This is how I dress. This is how I see people dress around the world today. You know, we love to mix things. And actually, this collection is very poetic, very romantic because we show it in Paris, you know, because that's going to be by night. That's going to be outside. It's going to be like so... Yeah, so romantic, so cinematic. So, but I want to pay a tribute to the people around, the people who, who dress in Ami. You know, they yeah. they've been supportive from the last nine years, and I'm gonna show a kind of yeah, um, a glimpse of what Ami is. So a mix of all that kind of very natural and realistic style, uh, yeah. which is yeah, the base of yeah of our style. Yes. Uh, we've been hearing a lot of earnings reports lately that business is basically down across the board, maybe 30%, 40%. What can you tell me about last year compared to this year? Maybe projections versus reality. What's happening with the business? Mm, what I can say is when COVID-19 you know, appeared and when we've been locked down from all around, all around the world, we looked at our business plan and we changed it because we wanted to maybe maybe cut off a bit the, the projections, you know. But yeah, at the end, we I have to say, and I don't want to say to scream it too loud because uh, I feel like very, very grateful, but the business has been wonderful during this time. We haven't lost um, any any budget. All the people we are working with, the partners from all around the world, um, saved their orders from the fall winter collection. We had um, a very strong sales um, market in July for the spring summer collection. We are still waiting to show the, the women's collection. We haven't sold it yet. We're going to sell it during the October um, showroom. So, yeah, hopefully everything has been okay for us. We're still developing the brand. We have opened today actually a store in Korea uh, um, a few hours ago. So it's going oh, very well. But 
But yeah, this is um, actually, I, we have to be careful because we don't know how things are going to, you know, evolve in the next few weeks and next month. So I don't want to scream victory, but I have to right. say I have protected my business. We are working very hard on this, this period and we have saved employments. Uh, people are there. Everybody's there. We haven't fired anyone. So this is the most important thing for me. Honestly, we, we've been talking a lot about supply chain and how diversification is maybe safeguarding uh, brands from instances such as these. But would you say that uh, being a global brand where you're not maybe relying on one market, you have the various markets, the various shoppers around the world, is, has, that been, um, has that been helpful? Definitely. And this is a strategy that we have developed with Nicola, my, my associate. And from the, we have an expression in France, we say, on ne met pas les œufs dans le même panier. So that's going to be translated like we don't put all the same, all the eggs in the same basket. You know, right. I don't know if it sounds something for you guys, but um, that means that we never, we always put the same energy in different markets. So we work in the same energy for America, Europe, Asia, retail versus wholesale, retail versus e-commerce. So we don't depend on only one thing. And the same here in Paris, because we have lost um, so many, you know, tourists in Paris. There is no tourist anymore for the last few months. And right. because we have a very strong local, you know, customers, because Parisians and French people are really clients of the brand. So that's why the stores are still, you know, working very well for us, which is yeah. more, much more difficult for other brands who depends a lot from the you know, Asian tourists or American tourists. So hopefully we, we, we feel that the strategy we, we have been developed for the last um, few years worked and yeah, worked very well. So I'm very happy with that. But nice. I can't wait that people can travel again and to feel that energy <laughs> again all around the city. Yes, for sure. What's the breakdown of your customer? Where are they? Like you said, pretty widespread, but uh, maybe Europe versus Asia versus America. Is there a per percentage that you can... It's Indeed. like really like, like really like if I can say like maybe uh, yeah. 30, 30, 30, 30 percent, you know, it's really nice. um, and Asia is very growing very, very like, you know, big time. Um, um, America is a little bit softer right now because the situation is a bit more complicated for the big department stores, you know. And um, but I think what is really important for us is to keep to bring that energy from a creative point of view and. You know, people connect together much more through Instagram and through, through the social media right, right now. So if your message still still positive, people can feel it. And um, in uh, as a consumer, I know, but before being the designer of Ami and founded this brand, uh, when I was in love with the brand before, it was because I felt the philosophy was, you know, charming. And I cared about, yeah, what the brands or the designers has suggested me much more on an emotional or um, philosophical way, you know? Yeah. And I feel like Ami um, spreads a kind of very good energy and people are very sensitive with that today. Yes. Are you being more vocal on, on Instagram, on social media, maybe your own social channels um, about what you stand for so that people can have that connection with the brand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, as as a per I have a personal account because I used to deal the Ami Paris Instagram for years. Yeah, and 
it became a big job for me, you know, because, you know, when you start to have like, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of followers, you, you really have to be connected all the time. So now I share the Instagram with someone here at the office and my life gets much more easier, I have to say. <laughs> and my personal Instagram is, is less, um, less famous. So, so it's easier for me to deal with my own, my own account. But yeah, I feel like you have to, you have to take a point of view. You have to say what you, what you want to say. You have to share your ideas. People really want to see that. And actually I built the brand with that kind of energy. But in the same time, I feel like now, Ami is Ami, Alexandre Matussi is Alexandre Matussi, and I can't, I don't want to be the only voice of the brand. That's why today when we, you know, we are photo shooting the, the, the guys from the team, it's because yeah. I want to, to pay a tribute also about a brand is not just me, it's, it's a team. We are 140 people around the world, so everyone deserves to, you know, to voice for the brand as well. Definitely. You mentioned opening a store, I think today. Uh, what's been, have you changed your, uh, I guess, mindset about what you want to do with physical retail? Uh, is that still, will you be rolling out more stores? Has that changed? Yeah, actually, I feel, I, I do believe in retail. I may, maybe the only one, but uh, <laughs> I do, I really do believe in retail because I feel this is the best experience ever to understand a brand. Um, because we're doing clothes, it's like food again. You have to test it, you know, you have to feel it, you have to touch the texture, you have to touch the material, you have to understand the guy who's going to invite you to come in a store, the relationship you build, you know, with sales team guy, with a customer. So the architecture, the decoration, the smell of the store, the candle, you know, all that stuff, the packaging, I'm very old fashioned for this. And I... Personally, I don't buy so much on e-store, but because I'm, I'm maybe a, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not used to it because I need right. when I buy a piece of clothes, I need to, to feel the the the, the garment um, instinctively. So, I believe in retail for that. I think that is the best way to understand the, yeah, the story. So we're gonna still open stores because I feel if we have a big success today in Asia, for example, with the e-commerce. It's because yep. we have one store in Chengdu, one store in, uh, in Shanghai and one store in Hong Kong. And people know the brand through that before. And then, you know, they can relate to a um, physical experience, which is for me very, very important. Yes. How many stores are you up to? Um, like physical stores, like, you know, outdoor, it's like 10. Um, okay. And we, we have like maybe 10 store in store shopping shop and right. uh, we have like nearly 400 point of sales around the world yes. um, no it's 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 getting a real story right now <laughs> yes what makes sense for you for a wholesale a retail partner uh, i know you, your your stock is is pretty widespread um is that going to continue uh you said um you didn't experience maybe as many order cancellations as some other brands that have told me. Um, but anyway, what happened there and have, has your, again, your approach changed with wholesale partners? We, you know, the, the brand is called Ami. Ami means friend in French. And um, I have lots of respect for people who, who gave me, who give, who gave me uh, their support from the really beginning. So we, we didn't just, you know, build um, 
a business relationship. You know, most of the people we met believed in me, believed in the brand, gave support to the brand, and they really helped to shape, you know, our identity. So to be honest, we have a very strong strategy with a very strong um, uh, partnership with them. Um, with our partner, like a yeah, strong friendship, I have to say, you yeah. know. So the discussion are very, you know, very, yeah, very honest and sincere. I feel like there is a lot today who are suffering more than, than others. And if we can support them back, we will, you know. Sometimes they need to, to be supported by, by brands too, you know. So it's a commitment. It's like a kind of, you know, a strong relationship that deserves to be, to be preserved, Yes, for sure. Well, your brand is celebrating nine years. I know that uh, women, woo, women's wear, women's wear came in later in the mix, 2018. Uh, were these retail partners kind of instrumental in getting that off the ground? How do you go about it, introducing a whole new category? Um, it was very natural. You know, the way I work, the way we do things here, we can talk about, again, business strategy, figures and all that stuff, which is very important to deal a good business. But we, I don't want to sound too naive when I'm going to say it, but <laughs> we really do things by, by the heart, you know. Um, everyone was there, you know, making decisions and thinking about what the brand could be. We always start the conversation around a glass of wine and a good lunch or a good dinner. Because nice. I believe in human being connections and sharing good ideas together. I don't want to, you know, to dominate the world. This is not my strategy. I want to be okay with what I do. I want to, to take pleasure. I want to have fun. I want to, to always go for, because this is, this is such a, you know, a passionate work. You can't do it if you just start to think too much about the numbers and the turnover and the blah, blah, blah. So, Right. So, yeah, I feel like when I did women's wear, it was really about I want to dress my girlfriends, you know? Yeah. They are there. I'm surrounded by girls. They picked a lot of things in the women, the men's collection. That's, that's how it began. You know, it began with people coming, girls coming and, and women coming to the men's stores and starting to buy a shirt, a jacket, trousers. And, and it, it, it went very well. So I felt like maybe at a certain point, they deserve a collection too. Yes, for sure. Tell me about advertising. Kind of, yeah, paying to get that word out. Uh, was it formerly maybe print magazines? Has it evolved? Are you uh, di are digital ads a go-to? I've been learned that back in the days because you know world has changed so many times since the day I started. Um, but I knew from the really beginning that to advertise cost a lot of money, you know, before right. Instagram, before, because when I started the brand in 2011, even Facebook was existing, Instagram not yet, but the, the advertising on Facebook was really at the beginning. So yep. fashion was not into Facebook yet at this time. So, so it was just about the magazines, you know, the Vogue, the Elle, the, all the big magazines and you pay your, your, your page in the magazine. It was very expensive and I didn't want to play that game because I felt it's the beginning of a very difficult relationship you can have with journalists and editors. So I prefer not to play that game and yeah. trying just to wear. And today we don't advertise as well. We advertise in the streets. We advertise outside. We, we advertise outdoor. We just did the, you know, the fantastic uh, fall winter campaign with Paolo Roversi. 
and yeah. we just printed a beautiful like building thing in Shoreditch in London. Um, we're gonna have like lots of communication outdoors in Shanghai, in Paris too. Uh, so yeah, I prefer to to see it outside where the outside where the people are. You know. Yes, for sure. Would you say? Um, Because I see some amazing press like in GQ and I do rely on press a lot. And would you say that maybe your investment is going more toward like PR as opposed to an, an ad? Yes, definitely. I yeah. want to meet people. I want to create projects. I want to collaborate with fantastic talents. I want to play with the people from my team or the people outside. I just want to make it like very alive, you know, and yes. sometimes... A picture in a magazine stays a picture in a magazine. So, yep. yeah, I, I prefer to, yeah, to create something much more, yeah, much more relevant, if I can say. Yes. Is it, has it proven hard to kind of bounce between the creative side of the business? And like you said, you're the president of the brand to, to do all the business stuff. <laughs> um, have you, have you brought on people who are, um, you know, just as savvy on the business side? Are you doing it? You're leading both sides. Yeah. I'm involved uh, a lot in the business side because for sure I'm the president of the company, but I have actually a very good state of mind. I'm the creative in the business in the same times, but I have to say I'm surrounded by amazing talents and, uh, they all have like a fantastic point of view on the business and they work very well and very hard on this. And, And it's kind of easy to make decisions when things are just, you know, easy as we living it, you know, to no, I'm, I'm very lucky. I'm very grateful, I have to say. But I, my day, my day to day is crazy because, of course, uh, we are talking right now and I'm jumping in a financial meeting in 15 minutes. And just mm -hmm. before I was with uh, my team for the fashion show and just before I just, you know, Yeah, validate some some sketches for the next collection. So it always goes very very fast. So, but I love that. Yeah, I love that. It's easy for me. Yes. Well, everybody's looking at this time period as like a reset in the industry. I know we didn't even reference your amazing fashion background prior to starting your own label with the legacy heritage big luxury players like the Dior's and the Givenchy and the Marc Jacobs. When you kind of went off on your own, I mean, did you see that as like a reset? I'm going to do it my own way. And were yeah. there major changes that like that from what you're doing than from what you you saw in a major house? Um, first of all, I think there is like a ecological, you know, um, thing that we really need to work on seriously. And actually we, we've been working on it since a, a long time, but for sure we need to go faster because people are expecting that from us. And I don't want to disappoint on this point, you know, because as a customer, if I have been told that this brand is doing all that efforts. I want to, yeah, I want to congratulate and, you know, and I want to, to, I don't know how to say it in, in English. It's difficult for me to speak English sometimes, but yeah. So <laughs> we, 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 we've done, we've done like, you know, um, we have changed all the, the cotton from the collection and everything is, is bio now. We have erasing all the plastic bags from, you know, the, the factories and we have made like a very good, um, um, recyclable, uh, bio cotton that can be used again. Uh, we have changed all the packaging like the last week and we're gonna 
change everything and everything's going to be changed in a few months time to produce but we've used like a paper that can be recyclable 100 percent we we don't use um yeah we try to you know to use fabric that that has been used before i i i can't say today and i can't promise that's going to be like a 100 percent you know sustainable project but i will definitely uh try to do my best to make the best efforts to, you know, to make it possible. So, and, and we all want it, you know, the girl, yes. the guy, I have a very young team, you know, the people are 20, 22, 25, 28 around me. They, they are all super um, concerned about this. And I do believe if we don't do it, it's going to be a big mistake. And I, I just want to look at my face in the mirror every morning when I wake up in a few years. And I just want to say, We've been we've been part of it. Yes. What do you want your brand to when people reference Ami Paris, what do you want them you want them to think sustainable? Like even when I was kind of prepping for this interview, I was like, it's not luxury, is it advanced contemporary? How do you describe it? How do you want it to be known? Actually, I prefer not to be labeled too much, you know. I prefer yeah. to because I think that this is a great thing about even for us, you know, I I, I can say sometimes I'm happy and sometimes I'm sad, sometimes I'm completely crazy and sometimes I'm concentrated. So I can't say my brain is just one thing, you know. And if we're talking about the wardrobe itself, in my closet, I have a tuxedo for sure because I need sometimes to have a tuxedo, but I have a pair of jeans and a trainers and a beautiful pair of black leather boots. And I have an old T-shirt that I'm wearing for the last 20 years and at the same time mm -hmm. a new a new sweater. So this is kind of, you know, rich and mixed up together. And I like that Ami because it reflects this idea of wardrobe that you can have something very sophisticated, something very casual in the same time, um, something that looks a bit old fashioned and completely modern in the same time. So I like the, 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 yeah, the contrast. I like the yeah. different texture to have like a wool contrasted with like a very technical nylon or something, you know, very technical for rain or for, you know, for sports. So it's a combination. So we can say that Ami is um, easy, uh, comfortable, sophisticated, but not pretentious, very Parisian, yes, collection. Nice, for sure. I think that one of your um, early wholesale partners was Barney's, if not the first. Obviously, so many changes in the last six months, in the last year. Uh, just if you had to look back, and look forward. Like, where do you think fashion's going? We saw this shakeup. If I talk to you in nine years, what are we gonna? What, what's fashion gonna look like? I don't really know. I just yeah. know that you know people love fashion. Uh, people want to dress up because it's still like you know the first thing that can say a lot about yourself. You know, this is the visible part of who you are. You you make choices. You. You, you decide to wear a color more than another that reflects your personality. And we have strong memories with clothing, you know, we have strong memories with, with smells, you know, I'm pretty sure you will always remember the color of the sweatshirt that the guy or the girl you love was wearing the first day you met, you know, so it, we are very in an intimacy. So fashion is, I don't want to say crucial, but it's really part of our lives. We are not living naked in the streets. Yeah. So from that point of view, so we need fashion, so we need clothes, you know. So now how, come, how things going to evolve in the future? 
I I prefer to I, I'm very optimistic by nature, so I'm 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 pretty sure things gonna be less superficial, more sophisticated, more more yeah more more yeah conscious about the craftsmanship, about the quality, about the comfort, about the yeah we maybe need don't need like thousand pieces of clothes in our gar- in our closet, but. We do need some pieces that we really love for us because they make them, they make us feel good and beautiful and sexy and smart. And I don't know. I think yeah. it's important for that. Long live fashion. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the last question, because this will air before the before the show, for the as a little treat for those who make it to the very end of this podcast, I think we should get a sneak peek into what we're in for at your show. Any details you can share? that you didn't already share? Any details. I can say, as I told you just right before, we're going to be outdoor. That's going to be very romantic. That's going to be super energetic because I feel we need to be shaked up a bit, you know? Yeah. Because we want to, I feel like we want to party. We want to dance. We want to, I miss so much, you know? Uh, This is where we feel that we can join all together. And this is the message I want to say. I'm super happy to, even if I invite just 150 people at this show, I'm super proud to to be able to gather people together and to feel that human connection that we we have missed so much for the last time. So, so yeah, that's going to be great. And I don't put pressure on myself, to be honest, you know. We're living yeah. the moment and, uh, and we're not maybe going to do mistakes and... Everybody, everything's going to be like, you know, maybe old fashioned in six months, but I hope we, we, we not. I hope we're working on a very nice collection and I'm, I can't wait to share, we, to share it with you guys. We will be watching. We better see some dancing. That sounds fun. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you, Alexander, for being here. This is great. Merci beaucoup. See you very soon. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye-bye. That's all for this episode, which was produced by Pierre Bienname. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Don't forget that we're offering Glossy Podcast listeners 20% off an annual Glossy Plus membership, giving you unlimited access to fashion and beauty stories. Use the code podcast at checkout. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.